0: This is episode two, the history of cryptids. When you have a secret, nothing is safe. The world becomes a dangerous and frightening place. One filled with trap doors and distorted mirrors, ready to open up and swallow you whole. I have a secret. I've kept it for a very long time now. So long I can't recall who I was without it. That's how I lost my way, I suppose. I held the secret close, clutching it to me until everything around me became thin and distorted. But now, I have no choice. I must tell the truth before I can no longer distinguish between what is real and what is an illusion.
1: Silver! Come on, this way! The tracks twist up through the rocks! Here, give me your hand.
0: Thanks. I forget how thirsty climbing makes me.
1: Sun's warming the ice. If it gets even a few degrees warmer, we'll lose the prince.
0: The tracks go straight up into the mountain. It's only gonna get colder from here on out.
1: What altitude do you estimate?
0: As high as they can go. 4,000 feet. Higher.
1: That's a lot of cold to tolerate.
0: There's a reason they're called Icemen, Bryce. (laughs) There's a reason they've survived the grinding hell of Earth's climate apocalypse.
1: They like cold showers?
0: They aren't like us. They're archaic hominids. Living fossils, built like no other human being to withstand the cold. They're the toughest motherfuckers in the evolutionary boxing ring.
1: They have to be to survive the Sixth Ice Age. Not many mammals have managed it.
0: The Icemen have survived more than our current climate apocalypse. They've survived cataclysms and mass migrations. And famines, they've survived ice ages, the the age of Neanderthals, global warming, and now the sixth extinction. And they will, I have no doubt, outlive Homo sapiens as well.
1: Uh, There used to be dozens of varieties of human beings wandering the planet. They all died out, group by group. Which leaves the real question behind all of this. What is different about these guys? Why have they survived and others didn't?
0: They evolved here in the worst conditions imaginable. These mountains formed them. It's part of their bodies, this ice. It's part of their blood. (sighs) (sighs) You're a strong climber.
1: My first assignments were in the Carpathian Mountains. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as high up as we are here, but I got a feel for living in the mountains. All that ice and snow. <laughs> All that cold wind. It got into my blood, so to speak.
0: Uh, I sometimes wonder if uh, work is designed for that. Uh, uh, to get into uh, To get into the blood and take over our lives. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I got you. Don't struggle. I'm pulling you up now. <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh! I, I lost my footing.
1: You gotta watch your step up here.
0: It happens so fast. <sighs>
1: Check your ice glitch. Yeah. I see that they're loose.
0: Oh, I should have caught that.
1: Yeah, you should have. These mountains don't forgive mistakes. One second you're climbing into the clouds, the next you're at the bottom of a cavern.
0: Oh God! <sighs> Can I ask you something? Sure. What happened that you ended up here?
1: I mean, how did someone with my Rugged charm, end up scaling a mountain, uh, hunting for ice men.
0: London isn't the centre of Crypto Z, I I realise that. But still, I've, I've never met an agent like you.
1: That's a good thing, believe me. See the prince.
0: Oh, they've, they've disappeared.
1: They can't be gone.
0: Oh. Over there.
1: I thought we might have lost the trail in the water. Oh. They went up. Ready to climb. Oh. oh. Wait a minute. What is it? I'm not sure. There's something here. See that?
0: It's a footprint like the others.
1: Oh, look, look more closely.
0: You're right. There's there's something under the ice.
1: Give me the ice axe. Let me see. Is that a tooth? A claw? It
0: looks like. Oh, Oh, my God. uh, It's a toenail! What? It must have fallen from one of the creatures. Oh, yeah. Look, do do you see how thick this coat of nacre is? How glossy?
1: It's it's iridescent. It's like Mother of Pearl.
0: Not exactly the same, but similar. Mollusks make Mother of Pearl by secreting minerals. The minerals harden to form a layer that protects them from parasites. It's incredibly strong Mm. and durable. The formation of this material is one of the great mysteries of the natural world.
1: I'd say this toenail is pretty damn mysterious.
0: Agreed. His conical structure is due to the unusual shape of the creature's second toe, the hallux, which is their signature trait.
1: Thus, Bigfoot.
0: A misnomer, but understandable when you look at the size of this toenail. Whew.
1: Never seen anything like it.
0: That's because there isn't anything like it. No one has ever recovered a piece of these creatures before, ever. This is the first.
1: It must be worth a fortune.
0: Putting a price on this would be like estimating the value of the moon. It can't be done. It's priceless. Let me hold it. It's dense and extremely durable. It
1: feels like ivory.
0: My guess is that it's very similar. If we were to send this to a lab, we would find the chemical breakdown to be a mixture of inorganic and organic materials. Mineralized tissues and collagen. The composition of the toenails of the Icemen are closer to elephant tusks than our toenails.
1: So the Icemen are real, 100%. This proves it.
0: You know they're real, Bright. You saw them with your own eyes.
1: Uh, Yeah, but this is the first time I've actually touched something from one of the creatures. Even seeing them yesterday, hearing their voices, it all felt like a dream. I know what you mean. Did you read Dr. Gibbon's treatise on the chemical properties of cryptids? Of course. What did you think?
0: About the theory that cryptid DNA can alter the chemical composition of other life forms by their proximity. I think it's mad. Utterly genius, but mad.
1: The case studies were pretty convincing.
0: Convincing, but not definitive. Let's get a scientific consensus on our cryptids before we claim they have magical powers.
1: It isn't magic. It's physics. The cells of certain cryptids adapt in ways that are in line with molecular mutation, but at a pace that's different from other life forms. They adapt to nature better than we do.
0: I concede that it's possible in theory. What are you doing?
1: Got any string in that pack? Why? I'm making a big enough loop so you can wear it around your neck. (laughs) Like a necklace.
0: What are you doing? Put your coat back on.
1: You asked me earlier why I'm here.
0: Okay, I get it. You can handle the cold.
1: This is the answer.
0: Oh, oh, Dr. Bright, I, I'm sorry. How did it happen? From the look of those scars, were you in an accident?
1: You could call it that.
0: You must have suffered immensely. (laughs) What kind of accident? It doesn't look like a simple injury.
1: A wolf. A wolf did that to me.
0: You encountered a wolf? (gasps) That's impossible, they're extinct!
1: I really should have died, to be honest. I was alone. But I was lucky, and a hunter found me an hour or so after I was attacked. He heard me whimpering in pain. He took me to his cabin and kept me alive until he could get me to a hospital.
0: Surely you were working with other agents?
1: They were there too. We had information that a wolf pack had been sighted in the mountains. As you can imagine, we didn't believe it. But but I needed to see for myself. I wasn't careful. (laughs) Didn't think I needed to be.
0: I can't begin to imagine the difficulty of recovering from that.
1: After I'd healed, I didn't want to go back to sea. I went the opposite direction. University? A monastery. A life of contemplation and prayer. I joined the Franciscan Brotherhood. I became a, a monk. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't seem like the spiritual type?
0: I'm... It's it's hard to picture you in a robe.
1: (laughs) I ended up leaving the monastery. I was in the northernmost regions of the Carpathian Mountains, where wolves can get as big as lions, sometimes as heavy as 200 pounds.
0: I think I read a paper about this, about how these oversized wolves had all the classic properties of...
1: A lycanthrope.
0: Yes. The wolfman, half wolf, half human.
1: Yeah. I wrote that paper.
0: Are you saying that a werewolf did that to you? Smoke? Never.
1: Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Our team was in northern Slovakia when it happened. There were so many local legends about creatures in that part of the world. So many old wives tales. Still, there were solid leads that sent us into the Western Carpathians. Pictures reliable videos and so on. And, to be totally honest with you, I could feel the thing out there, in those mountains, I could, I could just sense it. That <laughs> probably sounds crazy, but I knew he was there. I'd been following a pack of big wolves, huge, beautiful, black wolves, a kind you don't see anywhere outside of those mountains. I was tracking them, so logging my field notes, doing what we do. You know. And then I started to come across strange things. One morning I found a burned down fire. There were bones from an animal, suggesting that that fire had been used for cooking meat. Hmm. But strangest of all, all around the site were those same strange prints. No human prints at all.
0: You think a wolf was capable of creating and using fire?
1: <laughs> it just sounds fucking insane, I know. Except... something attacked me. Something. It came at me from behind, so I couldn't get a good look at it. It hit me hard, knocked me down. From that point on, I lost consciousness. It could
0: have been a man, then, not a werewolf.
1: And according to the doctor who treated me, there was a tooth lodged in one of my ribs. A
0: tooth?
1: Yeah. It broke off while the thing was biting into me. It's probably why it took off and left me alive. Here. This is it. It's similar to a wolf's tooth, but after it was analyzed, we found it was too big, too sharp to belong to any of the wolf species we've ever documented.
0: Is that why you made me the necklace?
1: If you ever doubt yourself or what you saw, hold on to it.
0: Agent Bright was right. Belief is the only thing that will get us through this. Agent Bright? Agent Bright, you must drink more water. Come on, sit up. Is that better? Better. I'll tighten the bandage.
1: You need to keep
0: your leg elevated got to hold on a little longer. Here. Eat this. It's the last of the dried food I brought.
1: <sighs> mm. oh, delicious.
0: Sublime, I know. Eat it all. I'll, I'll go out and try to scavenge something as soon as the sun comes up.
1: If we live until then...
0: I am not dying here. This isn't the end for us.
1: If we die here, Silver. All of this is for nothing.
0: I know. I know. Stop it, stop moving.
1: Promise me you'll record everything we saw, everything you experienced, Jane. Make a record of the truth.
0: I promise.
1: Start from the beginning, now.
0: I was 15 years old when I encountered the Iceman. That July, we were in Courmayeur, a small, rustic Italian village at the highest point of the Ouster Valley. It wasn't the most popular village, but when snow falls more than 200 days a year, skiing was one of the few ways to make the best of things. But one day, in one of my mad dashes down the mountain, I thought I saw a hawk flying in the sky. It was such an unusual, even impossible sight. I will never know if there was actually a bird or not. I hit a rock and fell. I wasn't seriously injured, but I had twisted my ankle. I tried to get down the mountain, but it was impossible. And so I found an exposed outcropping of rock, pulled myself onto it, and waited. It was midday, many hours before dusk, and I knew that once my parents realized I was missing, they would search for me. I wasn't afraid, until a creature stepped from the forest. It arrived like the sun, gliding over a sheet of ice. A thing so white and ethereal that it seemed, at first glance, little more than a swirl of light in the wind. For a solid minute, I watched it thinking that I must be imagining it. But as it came closer, I understood that it was a man, or a kind of man. Tall. Very tall and thin with skin so pale that it seemed to glimmer in the light. I had no category in my mind for this creature, other than human being. But as he approached, I began to understand that this man was not one of us, but another life form altogether. He was covered in fine white hair. The glimmer I had seen at first glance revealed itself to be the brilliant refraction of ice crystals frozen in his hair. I would later learn that a particular oil coats the skin and fur of the creatures, giving them a shimmer that, in certain exposures, seems to sparkle like glitter, as if the creature is lit from within. He approached and looked at me, his blue eyes enormous, his expression thoughtful, as if he were as fascinated by me as I was with him. He said something I couldn't understand. I would later know this to be a greeting in the Iceman language. The sound of his voice was soothing and friendly. I slid forward on the rock, pushing myself toward him as he approached. When he held out his hand, I took it. He carried me into the forest, and my life would never be the same. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed this episode. This first season has 10 episodes and you can binge all of them on our website, euphony.media.